Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inside Situation, a bi-weekly podcast where we share with you some of the conversations we're having in the agency. I'm Peter Yajicic, Head of Technology at Situation. And this week, I am joined by two wonderful guests, uh, familiar to our listeners, I'm sure, uh, Mr. Kevin McCauley, a junior copywriter and part of our creative team. Welcome back, Kevin. Oh, thanks, Peter. So glad to see your smiling face in the studio. Uh, and we are also joined by another alum of the podcast, Miriam Nagar, who is our executive producer of video and special projects. Welcome back, Miriam. Oh, hello. I'm oh, so happy hello. to be here. You were, we were just talking before I started recording, you were on our very first episode. I was. Of Inside Situation. So it's been a while. It's it been went a long so while. well that it's been this <laughs> long. <laughs> we went through everybody else <laughs> and now we're back. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm thrilled. Scraping the barrel. Thrilled to have you both here. Uh, the topic for today's conversation uh, and the reason that I'm excited about having both of you guys here is uh, we want to talk about changing lanes uh, and more specifically about within our agency, both of you guys ha- have started off in different roles than the roles that you're in today. And what I was hoping we could talk about is just the nature of that transition. What made you guys think that you would want to try something new here in the agency? Uh, you know, instead of just saying, you know, see you, see you later, guys, I'm going someplace else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just some of the things that you may have learned uh, as part of that process. So, uh, but before we dr- dive into the conversation, it would probably be helpful for our listeners to know uh, a little bit about what you do now at the agency. And I'm going to ask you guys something special to kind of also talk about the other roles that you've had here and kind of how long you spend in each position uh, when you had that. So, Kevin, why don't we why don't we start with you? When did you start at Situation, and what did you what was the role you came in as? So, I started at Situation in August of 2014. So, I just had my two year anniversary. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. Uh, and I came in at the time what was called. Uh, I think it was an account assistant. I believe the title has now changed to brand engagement coordinator, which is a much better title, which is what I put on my resume now that uh-huh. I did. That you, uh, okay, so that's not that you're not currently a brand engagement coordinator. I am to be not. Clear. But, that but that's is what, what you're – had you come in at that role today, that's what you'd be called. Exactly. Mm. Uh, so I, I was the, in that position for a little over a year, a year and change, and then I moved over to our content team as a junior copywriter. And and the the role that you came in on was was part of uh, account client services. Yes, yeah. uh, the teams still are. Uh, it's still part of the brand engagement coordinators and the brand engagement supervisors still work with the account team. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So so Jeremy, who was just on our last podcast, was the he- is the head of that team currently. He is, unfortunately. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy Krauss. Um, these are just things to make sure these people are listening. That's all. If he absolutely. comes up to me next week and. Uh, Look and beat me up. I'll know he listened. Yeah, and if he doesn't, <laughs> well, no, he didn't. Yeah, Sad. and to be clear, he is the reason why you left that department. Correct? Yes, definitely. Good. We well, just didn't gel. <laughs> to, to continue the the Jeremy Ben uh, Miriam, you also started as a member of the client services team. I did. Uh, also has still headed by Mr. Jeremy Kraus. <laughs> so we're going to try to keep this from, from turning into a Jeremy bashing podcast. An airing of grievances. We love, we love Jeremy. I love Jeremy. To be fair, he was not the head of that team when I left it. Oh. Ah. So what, well, give us a little bit more. Tell, tell us <laughs> what, what uh, how long ago did you start here at Situation? Okay. What was that role? And, and you've, you've hopped a couple of times. I have. I have. Please do tell. I'm very confused. I'm trying to find my way. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. 
Are you ready? Secret for the listeners. I actually, my previous job was at another theatrical agency. (gasps) And when I left that agency, I was also an account person there or client services. I didn't want to be in client services at that point. So before I came to situation, I was somewhat uh, over it. I had was looking to maybe do something slightly different or have a slightly different role. Um, and I will say being in client services at this agency is uh, far better, in my opinion, than many other agencies. So that was, I think, a pleasant surprise. But I just it was just something I, I knew I didn't want to do forever. So mm-hmm. I was always had it in the back of my head that hopefully I would kind of transition into a, another position. Um, but I really loved being at Situation. And I kind of quickly felt that there, if there was an opportunity to move, these were the, the types of people and this was the kind of place that fostered that in its employees. And so I, I had a feeling that it may be something I could do and transition. So after being, I think, in account services for, I want to say, a year, a year and a half, I moved on to the project management team. And at sure that did. point, I had said, hey, you know, I want to do this project management thing. Sure, I'll work on websites. They seem fun. But what I really would love to do is uh, work on any kind of video projects that we do um, and any kind of like photography video. That was always my favorite part of the the being an account person is just going to the shoots and and kind of helping in whatever way I could to do that kind of thing. So I had my eye on that. And I think I was a project manager for maybe a year and a half again, <laughs> just kind of biding my time. And then <laughs> so, this is why I, I knew this I would get Miriam's myself in trouble. how to succeed in business without really trying <laughs> <know>. right here. <laughs> I'm going to break into song shortly. Um, Anyway, long story short, because it is a long story, I teamed up with Christopher Hawthorne, our director, um, ACD of video services here, and we started a department and it uh, has gone, I would say, fairly well. Well, and Miriam, in your case, you you kind of always knew that that was the, the role you're in now was kind of what your ambition, where you wanted to be. Uh, but we, you know... I think you kind of had to wait until we as an agency invested in more doing a lot of that in-house. We certainly Mm -hmm. did a lot of video work when you were a PM and when you worked on the client services team, but a lot of that was outsourced and we worked with partners. And now you kind of had to wait for the department to be built or be instrumental in actually creating it. You had faith that that would be something that would be of value to the agency and you, you decided that, you know, you thought you could invest in building that from the ground up. Do you ever look at that in hindsight and say, you know, wow, it would have been nice to just go someplace with an established video team? Or what were what were the perks of being able to help create something in-house that didn't exist in the same way that it does now? Um, well, you know, I am definitely the kind of person, just to go back to my How to Succeed in Business, who has always just kind of put, believed that if I just kind of put my head down and work hard, that things will somehow work out. And so it did kind of work out. I had always hoped, yeah, this might be something that the agency kind of puts more um, of their resources towards doing more video production. Um, and, and then, yeah, there, there was just a good moment that came about. Um, and I think being part of, and I hope this is answering your question, being kind of part of building something um, has been such a valuable experience for me. Um, And like I said, and doing it with the, I would say team, but there was just one other person. So doing it with Chris, (laughs) um, 
it has, has really kind of made it unique and special. So I am glad that I didn't go anywhere else. And then I think at the point that I made that move, I was very invested in this agency, you know, and I and I didn't necessarily want to leave it because I do love working here. So um, I'm glad that I didn't do yeah. that. And I, and I still was trying to figure out what that role would be. And to be completely honest with you, you know, I always laugh because people – you know, Kevin, maybe, maybe not Kevin, Kevin knows his way around stuff. But people always kind of say to me, well, I don't know anything about video production, or I don't understand how video production works, which makes me laugh because I did not go to film school. (laughs) (laughs) I'm constantly mocked for not knowing more about cameras and lighting and, you know, whatever Chris yells at me about. But, uh, I watch a lot of movies and I'm interested and I read a lot of stuff. And I feel like if you are a a member of society, you usually, uh, you know, watch something where you get some kind of behind the scenes look. So kind of the way they do in the movies, kids, is the way that it's done. So I always laugh because I didn't know enough when I started, I think, to really be given that job. But I figured it out. Based on this podcast, you're going to get someone coming for an interview. I know. You're going to say, what are your qualifications? Well, I watch a lot of movies. (laughs) Which I hear is uh, pretty much as good as it gets. So I'm ready to go. in Miriam's defense for a second. Uh, (laughs) But the, the skills that you had in all of the roles that you've had here are transferable between departments. I mean, if you think about the concept of 20 years ago, websites were, were barely a thing that existed. And yet now, you know, none, none of us, not a lot of us didn't go to school for that, but we certainly do it as our profession. But I think the thing that is the constant is, you know, it's keeping track of a lot of budgets and relationships and partnerships mm-hmm. and getting stuff done on time, all of that is 100% applicable in all of the roles that you've had here. Of course. So so just because you're in the video production team doesn't mean you suddenly don't need those skills. If anything, you need them even more, you know, especially with a new department that you're kind of helping, you know, you, you I'm sure the eyes are on the cost benefit analysis of having this in-house versus outsourcing it. So you're almost like a startup within the agency and, and you have to be kind of an entrepreneur to do that. Yeah, I mean, that has been my experience. I mean, being an account person is kind of the best starter job I think that's out there. I think you learn a lot, um, just as you said, budgeting, how to deal with people, clients in particular, and also how to deal with your internal team um, and creatives and, you know, making sure that their vision is kind of communicated well. That all transfers to being a producer, especially in video production. Um, So much of my job is logistics and staying on top of things and making sure that the right people are kind of gathered together and and in the teams that we build to shoot things. So definitely, I think I had a really good experience that kind of did transfer very nicely. Um, And then all of those like particulars and, and details have been figured out along the way as we've really, like you said, yeah, start up within a larger agency, learned a lot because we've just been thrown into so many situations where we had to kind of hustle to figure things out. So it is. It has been a wonderful experience, and I have learned a lot. Yeah, and maybe and I'll go to film school now. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Well, and by, by being part of the you know people who set it up, you can put your stamp on it as well, and you can set your expectations. And as it's, it's really fun to be able to watch that grow. Uh, as right. you got, it's no longer just you and Chris. You, you actually have a team that's growing, which is great. Yeah, and I think um, maybe perhaps, Kevin, you can relate to this, but the the thing is, is when you're in some of these other departments, um, project management and client services, I think while it's a very collaborative atmosphere, you don't really get the same kind of creative outlet. 
as you do once you move to the creative team. And, you know, I think there are moments where people kind of don't see the creative um, contributions that I make (laughs) to some of these projects. But uh, I think it's a little naive to think that I don't make them because I'm constantly dealing with editors and, you know, cameramen and they are asking questions. And, and I think I have to be kind of there to provide some kind of creative ideas or guidance at some points. I mean, I defer to, to other team members, but in the moment when you're on set, you just kind of have to make a lot of decisions, you know, like just a a funny example of that is for when we did a, when we did our out of Oz, um, shoot with uh, Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth, I was kind of asked very last minute to be, to determine to what their sing. style is. They, they wanted you as a third part in the harmony. I was so close to their, their plane was running, the plane was late. Like I could have just jumped in, but, but anyway, so I was asked last minute to determine what their styling would be. And, you know, that is a creative choice. And I just decided very quickly, you know, I didn't consult anyone, but it was a creative choice that right. I think turned out really well as they looked beautiful they did look beautiful and then you there wasn't an option for you to say oh that's not my job oh no yeah and that's kind of what it comes down to most of the time i have to you know part of this job i think i think part of all jobs is being well especially my job is being able to make quick decisions you know in an authoritative way and to not be scared that they're in maybe the wrong decision um so that does happen a lot Kevin, do you do you, what what Miriam is saying? Do you find that that was also something you've noticed as you moved from client services uh, into the creative team? Uh, which aspect of it? Do you feel? I, I mean, I think oh. I, I think there is creativity involved in every role that exists in this agency. But I, I think, I, let me put it this way: Did you see the grass as being greener on the other side of that creative fence? And was that something that appealed to you? And if, if or if not, uh, how did you find it when you actually made the transition from client services to junior copywriter? You know, it's funny. I when I applied for my job, I never really saw myself as being uh, a copywriter or anything on the creative team. I always saw myself in client services. And when I applied here, I actually applied to be uh, an, an assistant account executive, which is even more so on the client side. And they were like, "Well, actually, we have these new positions where we're doing the social." Sh- uh, social media thing. We think you'd be good for that. Uh, and I, so yeah, I wasn't even really thinking that way um, when I came in. So it wasn't so much the grass is always greener, greener, more so that while I was here and seeing how everybody worked together, I saw a thing where I was like, oh, that actually seems really cool. I think I'd really like that. And luckily the stars just kind of aligned where I was able to get an opportunity to pursue it. So it wasn't so much the grass is always greener or coming in and looking for something else as much as the opportunity just arose. And kind of like what Miriam was saying before, uh, situations is the kind of place where those things happen, like those opportunities are fostered and people are looking out for one another and Good things happen like that. Well, and you you also are a performer. I hope you don't mind me sharing that tidbit. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, you mean it's uh, for all the clear. casting agents out there. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> – look, I, I think that there are some people who would be who, – who work in this agency or who work in certain fields who – there, there can be something that's very daunting about being part of a, a creative team or a team that's labeled creative. You know that that there's an expectation of there, but I think you specifically. I, I remember we did something in the agency where you took a pie to the face in the conference room, <laughs> and I just oh, remember yeah. thinking, like, <laughs> "Oh, that guy is a little bit of a ham bone," and he's. Uh, and then you, you've, 
you, but in, in the best possible way. Of course, like, like of course. It, it seemed like the you 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 brought a lot of energy to that, and and you know that's one of the honestly that's one of the reasons I we tapped you to to be part of the podcasts uh, long ago because you just seem like you you're you're very, very natural. You feel comfortable, you know, kind of expressing yourself in that way, and and. Uh, making a fool of yourself a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, totally. In the best possible, and I mean that with the, the highest regard, uh, <laughs> because that when you take those risks creatively, they can be really rewarding. Definitely, and you know, I think there are probably other people here who would also take a pie in the face, um, but just are comfortable not being on the creative team, whatever cream, uh, cream, whatever. Got pie on the mind now. Whatever <laughs> team they're on, uh, and they have that aspect of them. I guess it's just a balancing of you know where you see yourself in your career, and you know separating. Some people like to separate those parts of themselves, and I, I see exactly what you're saying, Peter, and I appreciate it. Where I don't really separate that, so it does flow nicely into my professional career as well. You know, I think in other organizations that maybe are even larger than ours, but where the lines are very delineated mm-hmm. and the, that this isn't my job is something that's said a lot more often. I think a common thread of people who work here is that's just not in our vocabulary very much. Uh, you know, it could be you're being asked to do something that, that you feel like uh, it should be done by somebody else. But if it needs to be done, you just do it. Um, now, you you both... Uh, when you switched roles here at Situation or when you helped to create the new roles that you were moving into, um, I imagine there was a point at which you thought to yourself, uh, you know, I, I could look externally. I could go somewhere else and maybe try to find something that's, that is that is fulfilling in a different way. Not that you don't like it. I mean, I've left jobs in the past, not because I didn't like the place, but because uh, I, I did like the place and I didn't want to be get to a point where I didn't like it. If I, if I wasn't in a job that wasn't great, I, I tried to make myself leave before I hated it. But did you, and, and if you feel comfortable sharing, is it something that you considered? And ultimately, do you ever think about the, the path not taken of moving on? I'm still considering it. No, I'm just kidding. Good to know. Good to know. Every day. No, um, no, I mean, my situation, I feel like, is a, was a little different because even if I had seen, oh, you know what, I could really be a, I would really like to be a copywriter, but there's no copywriter positions here. Let me go see somewhere else. I honestly didn't really have the background to support that. So uh, going back to the whole thing about fostering opportunity, like that was a shot that was given to me here that I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. Probably just based on my background, I probably wouldn't even have had my foot in the door. Um, And part of the reasons I even applied for a job here, I mean, to be honest with you, when I applied here, I would have taken any position because I was applying to work at Situation. I wasn't applying to be an anything. Mm. I was applying to be in this place. So especially at that juncture, it it wasn't something that crossed my mind to be looking elsewhere. Right. Uh, I think that, you know, when I was younger, I was always so I've always worked in theater. um, And when I was younger, I always kind of felt like, hey, I'm glad that I'm not selling toothpaste. (laughs) And then I think when I around when I started, I was like, you know what, maybe I should sell toothpaste because I could maybe make more money or, you know, work with bigger clients or just have a different experience than just theater. Because I just worried for myself that if I didn't move to another industry that I would maybe get stuck in this industry. Uh, but then I feel like every time I was like, I should really, really make a move, I should really leave, then, you know, to situation's credit, it kind of came in and presented an opportunity that I was like, ah, oh, you know what, I, this sounds cool, I'll do this. So for me, it was like every moment I thought maybe this is the time to go, just some opportunity presented itself here 
that we've kind of that I described where I was like, no, I think this one I'd rather try out. Like just when I was like, I don't know if I always want to work on Broadway clients. I think Situation Actively was going after clients not in the Broadway space. And then when it was like, oh, you know, I I think I'm getting tired of being in account services. It was like, hey, you know, there's this project manager job that just so it, it kind of was. It was just good timing, I guess, yeah. and I just stuck with it. <laughs> well, and, and even better timing, Miriam, we are about to start working with Toothpaste, the musical, and there is a <laughs> video shoot next week that you together. are going to be producing full circle. No, Exciting. no, I think, I think that's I'm really – I'm playing the molar. <laughs> it's like those little kids, you know, like in elementary school, don't they have like plays where they they're do. like, I like – yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Dental hygiene. <laughs> Start them young. Uh, but but I, I think, you know, and especially in the working in the interactive and, you know, experiential space, there is constant evolution. There, there There's going to be something new next month and there's going to be something new a year from now that we're probably going to be expanding into doing. And uh, I, I, having worked on both the client side and the agency side myself, that's one of the things I love about working at an agency is – that just, you know, because an idea doesn't get done one day, you know, that doesn't mean you have to give up on it. In a few months or a few years, uh, something else could come along where, where you can have a chance to, to try some some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not with the same client, then with other clients or another with other partners and things like that. Um, so do you – is there anything that you miss about your previous roles uh, from, from the roles that you're in now? Is there anything that uh, – you look back on and say, you know, some days I just wish I could, this was still part of what I did. Or is it just looking forward? Uh, one thing. Well, I'll tell you what I don't miss. I don't miss meetings. <laughs> I don't miss <laughs> client meetings. I think I was always just someone. I, I am someone that just likes to get stuff done. So the idea of sitting in a three hour long meeting of people just kind of chatting always just like gave me such like agita. I couldn't nervous. handle it. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is such a waste of time. But and that's why I was not well suited for that role. But what I do miss sometimes is going to all the opening nights and not having to work them. <laughs> because now the only way I see the inside of an opening night, or really the outside, is the red carpet, uh, is if I am producing a video. And no longer do I go to the actual parties. I did actually get to go to one recently, unaffiliated with Situation, for uh, one of my friends' shows. And I was like, this is fun. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Free food and drinks? And you just like walk around? But this were is you the tempted best. to just put up the camera on your phone and start <laughs> take, shooting the event? Not at all. Good. Okay, good. I'm glad you could just enjoy that. One as a spectator. Yeah. Kevin, what about you? Is there anything uh, that you lament leaving behind? I did. I do enjoy that the brand engagement coordinators get to kind of go out into the field a little bit more and, uh, you know, kind of document the stuff that's happening, uh, being that they are like the social voice and also engaging with the fans, like being part of that grassroots, which is really, I think, why uh, myself, why I wanted to get into digital marketing was that kind of direct connection to the fans that you miss. Uh, through the other outlets. So I do miss that a little bit, but I got to keep a little bit of the stuff I like, which is the, uh, you know, as a copywriter, I get to write some for social content and those big, bigger campaigns, which I would then implement if I was a band, brand engagement coordinator. So I still get to uh, work a little bit with my favorite parts of it. Well, and, and we were just talking before we started recording about sending you out again to be our roving podcast correspondent. You did so well with the TEDx 
program uh, last year, uh, which was one of our most highly rated podcasts too, by the way. Lots of people like that one a lot. So fear not. You will be among the people again. I cannot wait. Kevin on the street will return Kevin for all you Kev heads out there. Uh, Kevin, Miriam, thank you guys so much for coming back to Inside Situation. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. Thank you.